0: Hi, this is Serge Corrigin, coming to you live from ACC 2017. I'm joined today by Dr. Hanloser, who's here to tell us a little more about the ReCircuit trial. Good Hello, morning. Dr. Hanloser. thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so give us a little background about
1: uh, ReCircuit oh, yeah. and what you guys decide to do this trial. Sure, sure. Uh, ReCircuit is about uh, anticoagulation in patients scheduled for uh, atrial fibrillation ablation. And as you know, this is the most commonly performed ablation procedure these days. And it goes with two major risks. One is the risk for thromboembolism, which is why you need to use some sort of anticoagulation. And the other is, of course, the downside of anticoagulation is bleeding complications. Uh, More and more people are treated with uh, the non-vitamin K oral antagonist, the so-called NOACs. And uh, dabigatran is one of them, which is frequently used on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean. And this is why we decided to run a trial comparing uninterrupted warfarin therapy to uninterrupted dabigatran the therapy at a dose of 150 milligram BID in patients scheduled for AF ablation. Um, this is a multi-center, multinational trial. Uh, it uses a probe design, prospective, randomized, open-label, blinded edu- uh, evaluation trial. And we managed to randomize uh, 704 patients to either arm of the, of the study, warfarin uninterrupted or dabigatran uninterrupted therapy. Uh, of those, 635 actually underwent the ablation procedure after having been exposed to the drug for four to eight weeks. And the primary endpoint of our trial was um, a major bleeding events as defined by SDH definition and the clock uh, started to tick, so to speak, at the time of ablation, and bleeding events were counted for, for the first eight weeks after uh, the ablation procedure. Now the main result was that there were 22 major bleeding events in the warfarin group, as compared to only five major bleeding events in the dabigatron arm. That is an absolute risk reduction of 5.3% or relative risk reduction of 77%, quite convincing and, and positive result, uh, I'd say. Uh, dabigatran was well tolerated, as was warfarin, of course. Um, perhaps were were to, to uh, the, the type of bleeding events which constituted the endpoints, those were uh, six tamponade, six, per, six pericardial tamponates in the warfarin group and only one in the dabigatran group and the second most frequent uh, bleeding complications were groin hematoma, as expected perhaps, and those were also much more frequently encountered in the warfarin group than in the dabigatran group. And finally, more of the warfarin-associated bleeding events needed medical attention and specific procedures than uh, bleeding events in the dabigatran arm. So in summary, we think that Dabicatran, that this is a very convincing result and indicate, indicates that uh, uninterrupted dabigatran therapy around the time of uh, atrial fibrillation ablation is safe and effective. I should add that there was only one thromboembolic event and that was a TIA in a patient uh, treated with warfarin and there were no uh, thromboembolic events at all in the dabigatran group. That's in a nutshell the results of recircuit.
0: Thank you, that was a great summary. Um, how do you think this will change practice?
1: Well, as I said initially, uh, more and more people are treated with NOACs as compared to vitamin K antagonists. So I believe that, this, uh, that our study has implications uh, by showing that this is a safe therapy in, in the first place. And uh, whether or not people will be switched from any other type of anticoagulation prior, uh, which they take prior to ablation, to the bigotron needs to be determined in the future, obviously. Thank you so much for
0: joining us, and congratulations pleasure on to be
1: Thank you very much.
0: And thanks, everybody, for watching. We're here live from ACC 2017.